Hello again, welcome to the Cricket Yorkshire podcast. I'm John Fuller and this time I caught up with Yorkshire County Cricket Club Chairman Steve Dennison. So we debate the 100 ball competition that is set to start in 2020. It's going to be live on the BBC, some games at least, and it's going to involve eight city-based teams. Obviously it's a completely new format or a completely new version of cricket as we know it, given it's only 100 balls, which works out as 15 conventional overs and then a hundred, uh, sorry, a ten-ball over at the end, just to spice it up. There's still lots of detail to emerge, but questions in the podcast include: Do we really need another limited overs competition? What is so wrong with the T20 blast? And who is this new audience everyone's expecting to flock to games? Okay, well, sit back, enjoy the podcast. It's about twenty minutes long, and over to Steve. Well, I think let's kick off with um, a bit about the 100-ball tournament, which um, I've seen you put your head above the parapet on Twitter, which was very brave, um, and promptly got a stream of uh, disgruntled cricket fans. Um, before we kick about, um, essentially, you know, what we both think of it and how it might work, what's the current um stance or where's the progress in terms of what's happening right now as to its format or discussions that kind of thing uh, i think it, i think it's all i think it's all open um I mean, all, all all that's happened uh, officially if you like is um i, I attended a launch if you like but not not a launch in the traditional sense a meeting at lords where the concept was unveiled to all the chairman of all the counties and the MCC, and, um, and we had a little, you know, a little opportunity to ask questions. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. And then, um, and and then obviously the ECB followed that up later that afternoon with the sort of external launch, and um, and then it all kicked off. <laughs> so, so in terms of flesh on the bones, there is there isn't a huge amount of it. Uh, other than what we were told at that meeting, which is it's a you know it's a concept <clears throat> we have done some thinking about it in terms of the ECB team, uh, but we'll be doing more consultation in the you know in the relatively short term. Yeah. To talk to players and other stakeholders, etc. Okay. Uh, to put those flesh on the bones, but but that's it. So I, I don't really know a lot more than. Um, than sort of what's out there and being made public. Yeah, I, I guess it's not unusual for people who love the game in different formats to to hear something and then have a vociferous opinion. And I, I ought to say that it's, you know I count myself in that. Um, so let's kind of kick about some of the uh, I suppose the main themes around it. One of which is uh, why do you need to reinvent the rules of cricket <laughs> for a new audience? Um, I know you you sort of defended it on Twitter, so give us your views as to yeah why you're supportive. Yeah, it's it's not that I'm defending it or that I'm supportive of the detail. What what I, what I was trying to do, um, well, what I was trying to do on Twitter was say this is not set in stone. So whatever you've heard, whatever you've read is open to change. That's what the ECB have said. Um, which doesn't mean that the whole concept was be scrapped or anything like that. I was trying to say, can we approach this with an open mind, listen to 
the argument, if you like, that the ECB might make. Listen to perhaps what the broadcasters want, because I think one of the one of the really attractive things for me was that the BBC are going to be involved in whatever this new competition is. So there will be some free-to-air on the BBC at prime-time cricket for the first time in ages. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, so I'm really supportive of that, for example. Yeah. Um, but, but it was to say that you know, let's not immediately chuck the thing in the bin just because it's different to what we're experiencing at the moment. Um, you know, let's be open-minded, talk about it, debate it, um, you know, iterate the thing and see what, see what comes out of that process. Because that's what cricket does, that's what cricket's always done. Yeah, I think um, I well, I fully accept that. It's very easy to trash something new um, before it's come to market, so to speak. Um, I guess to pick up some of the uh, issues that people are complaining about and unhappy about, um, there's a very good tournament at the moment called the T20 Blast, and uh, it seems to be growing each year in terms of popularity. Um, it's certainly got a lot of buzz around it online and you know, various audiences, really. So what's your stance as to creating something entirely new as opposed to perhaps putting the blast on free-to-air and, and backing that, which obviously has the buy-in from all counties and therefore isn't reduced just to a few venues? Yeah, I think one of the problems with that is that there's an assumption that the free-to-air broadcasters want to televise the blast. Mm. I don't know what the answer to that is, but... The, 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 a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the voices that, that are coming through at the moment are saying, "Let's just put, let's just put the blast on free-to-air TV. Let's get Test matches in the height of summer on free-to-air TV." And I think if it was that simple, in other words, if that's what the broadcasters wanted, then we'd already be doing that. So. You know, without obviously being anywhere near any negotiations with any TV company about rights or, or whatever, it just seems to me that um, you know when the ECB speaks and they say we've been through an extensive, um, very long process of um, you know establishing the ground rules for uh, TV bids, and then we've been through a bidding process and we've maximised the amount of money that broadcasters you know are willing to pay for what they want to show on TV and I think you know there has to be some recognition of the fact that there has been a very comprehensive process of consultation with the broadcasters and simply to say well let's take something that we quite like test cricket would be an example in my case I'd love to see test cricket on terrestrial TV at the height of summer yeah but you know if we're going to if, if that's achievable then um, you know, the ECB's view, well, it, it's not achievable in the context of the financial deal that, that they've managed to negotiate. So then we get into a complex discussion then around, okay, well, how much money does the game need? So, you know, it, at, at the moment, the new deal is <clears throat> going to bring north of, a mil- north of a million, north of a billion into the game, uh, which will help uh, not just the counties, but grassroots cricket, etc., etc. You know, if we're all willing to accept half of that, then maybe it is possible to get test matches into the high system. I don't know. I think that's the problem, John. That it do, it's, it's a very, very complicated set of circumstances, but this new competition has been sort of 
thrown into the mix of because it's not just about why do we need a new competition to attract a new audience. Yeah. I, I, don't think it, I don't think we should even be talking about a new audience. I think we should be talking about a new competition for the existing and new cricket fans. Um, I think we should be talking about, well, you know, where, it, where does the county championship fit in all of this? To, you know, to our mind at Yorkshire, the county championship has primacy and, and a big part of the debate should be not just about the new competition, but about getting the county championship matches played you know, at, at the right times ju- during, during the summer. Um, yeah, I, I, it is tricky. I, I guess a couple of points on that. By creating another tournament in a, an already packed summer, I can't see how you're going to do anything but squeeze the county championship even more. Um, I've interviewed the, the guy at the ECB, Alan, who's involved with the scheduling of the uh, the whole program for the summer, and you know I don't envy him. And you always see people complain, you know, complain about this match and that match. But you know he has thousands of permutations. He needs kind of computer software, you know, to get it all clunking and hopefully getting as many people as, as possible happy. Um, yeah. And you know, throw in another competition, then it's just going to be tougher even still. So I'm like you. I think the county championship. Um, is not just surviving but thriving despite everything chucked at it. Um, you know, well, you, I think you th- it is surviving though because it doesn't pay for. I mean, it, it, it depends on your definition of it survival. Does. Or it does. Thrive. If you're looking at if you're looking at audiences actually in the grounds, then it's ticking over. Um, there, there's there's always a bit of movement depending on the fixtures. Uh, you know, who's playing whom and, and when and the weather, etc. Um, but audiences in the ground are ticking over. We've got the debate about the streaming and online coverage, where I think the data needs to be cleansed significantly um, to, to indicate, you know, actually how many unique people are watching those services, what's the quality like, how could they be improved, and that's one of the things that we're focusing, that's one of the reasons we haven't gone early if you like at Yorkshire in terms yeah. of streaming matches we, we want to you know we want to work out how the best way of doing that is within the current guidelines I think and I think we also need to look at um, you can't look at the county championship without considering how much it costs and I, and I know everybody then starts rolling their eyes and saying well Steve you're just going to count and it's and, you know it's not just about the numbers that's true on one level but fundamentally Teams need to be played for, paid for, venues need to be paid for, and the championship revenues, if you measure them as membership income and, and little bits and pieces on top, you know, don't don't pay anywhere near the cost of maintaining a squad at a, at a club like Yorkshire. So it, it's a real tricky one, but I think one of the really positive things, actually, in terms of social media and some of the commentary, yeah. is everybody's now going to go with the scheduling, and I love that. I think there have been some brilliant ideas brought out to the ECB can you know stick into the fixture sausage machine and see and see what happens Um, (laughs) I like the idea that there's a sausage machine uh, somewhere in an ECB office (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah it's it's either a shredding machine well um, yeah but no I mean and and the other thing is it depends we're talking about existing competitions in existing formats as well and there's been lots of commentary about you know, should the should the fifty over competition be a knockout, FA Cup style? Um, obviously, the number of test matches is going down from seven to six. That frees up a little bit of time 
Um, and, and then you get into the equally thorny debate of, well, if there is this new, well, there will be a new competition, obviously. What's going to be played concurrently with that, um, if anything? And I think there has to be something played there. But, you know, should that be counter championship? If it is championship, should there be cognizance of, um, you know, how many players counties have lost to the new competition? It's not the championship. Is it going to be the existing blast? Um, and what are the knock-on effects in terms of in terms of squads? We already at Yorkshire, because of our... Um, uh, because of the riches that we've got in terms of international players... Uh, combined with the increasing focus on white ball versus red ball as, as you know, two very different forms of cricket, yeah. we already have to maintain a very large squad and therefore incur additional cost compared to some of the other counties because of that, you know, that that set of factors that we face at the moment. But that's going to bite with everybody, or, or many more of the counties going forward when when the new competition needs to be staffed up with players. So. It's really, it's really complicated, and I guess all I've been trying, trying to do is to make that point and say, this is not going to be an, there's not going to be an overnight solution to, to these issues. But we have got a bit of time over the next um, two years, obviously, although it'll be slightly less than that because, because the thing needs to, the thing needs to be etched in stone sooner than that in order to get the launch right, etc. Uh, but let's keep talking. Let's get everything into the mix now. Let's get player views, coaches' views, existing um, fan views. Whether you're a county championship supporter or you or you're just new to T20 last season, let's get all of those views. Um, plus, this uh, you know the the output of whatever research the ECB have done into what might attract this. This, you know, this new audience, yeah. um, which is, I think, a great goal to have. You know, why would we not want more people watching cricket, participating in cricket? That's got to be. Um, it does. It does. I'll I'll pick up on a couple of points. I guess the there's an issue around research for me, which I sort of touched on on Twitter when we were swapping mm. messages. I think there's a lot of distrust, rightly or wrongly, with the fact that there's talk of a new audience out there. And obviously, if you take Yorkshire, an example, there's millions of people in Yorkshire. Currently, millions of people don't play cricket, come to Headingley, ergo, there's a huge opportunity there. Um, yeah. You know, that there is an element of that, obviously. But, um, but, I guess people who are existing fans who buy into county cricket and who support the game in various ways would probably feel more engaged and part of all this if they um, knew a bit about the research that has been done. Um, they don't have to know details, but I guess there's some healthy cynicism yeah, around, um, you know, are there, frankly, are there the people there that the ECB thinks there are? Because yeah. my my suspicion and... Um, well, I, I guess my point of view is that certainly for the early years, predominantly, unless you ship schools in en masse and, and literally go and grab people in the centre of London, the people that are supporting this new competition are going to be existing fans who already pay for the blast, who already pay for the other formats, um, and you're kind of asking them to commit even more. Um, I, you know, I like you. I'm I'm positive. I want people to play more cricket and be interested in counties uh, and then this new format. You know, that's a good thing. I guess um, 
I'm sure they are out there to an extent, but I think it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And um, I think you need the buy-in from the existing community, if you can put it like that. Um, I agree. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I think this distinction, this, this sort of, well, the new competition is all for a new audience. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Whatever the new competition is, um, should be for cricket. And that means the full range of the existing audience, um, if possible, or ideally. And then, um, but it also, also should, be, um, should be designed to try and accelerate, if that's the right word, bringing new people to the game. And, and, you know, and, and so I, I, don't, I don't like the distinction between existing and new. I don't like the distinction between sort of traditionalist and, you know, whatever the, whatever the phrase is for, for new fans. Um, I, 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 like, I just like the idea of cricket fans encompassing, um, you know, all of those different options, really. That, and that's, what, that's the beauty of cricket. There are, we've already got three successful, entertaining form, forms of the game. Um, whether we need a fourth or not, that, you know, that, will, that will become apparent. If we do, brilliant, I'm all up for embracing it. Um, if it's going to achieve these goals. If we don't, I guess that will, you know, that will become clear over the next you know, several months. Yeah, I think um, as you say, there's there's plenty more to come out in this in terms of detail and what have you. And um, I think we agree in terms of what I often hear quite a bit is that this new tournament uh, is not for you, i.e., um, someone who already supports cricket uh, knows Joe Root's batting average to three decimal places, uh, and yeah. you know has multiple browsers and scorecards up on every any given day. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not sure I agree with that, frankly, as we've just talked about. Um, I think there will be a convergence between those two people um, if they're a sort of segment of an audience. Um, and yeah, I'm up for creating new things and um, giving something a go and trying something. Um, I guess my own view is that it's too cluttered already and if you create something else into the mix, it's inevitable something else will wither and time will tell as to whether that happens and what that happens to be. But just personally speaking, I I have everything crossed that that's not the county championship, which already... I I mean, I think the thing thing that has been withering, if that's the right word, I don't don't think withering is the right, I don't think it's that bad, is the one-day cup in the sense that you know, attendances and the the attention that it gets, if you like, from the game, whether it's prizemen. I think I, I said a couple of years ago when we got when we got when we lost in the semis. You know, we got we got something like six grand prize money for an away for losing an away semi at Essex. I think it was Chelmsford. Well, I mean, that cost us an absolute fortune, um, but but it kind of said it all in terms of well, you know, where the where that com- how that competition is viewed because if that's the yeah. level of prize money and importance attaching to it then it clearly isn't very important I mean personally I think you know again I think that's a little bit disappointing because I, I enjoy 50 over one day games um, and clearly you know England's objective is to win the World Cup next year so I well think yeah a- it is sorry to jump in yeah. I just that's a, a really interesting point and um, I suppose to counter that somewhat um, 
it's whether you think that a tournament and therefore all the fans that buy into that tournament and support it in all the different ways that you can with a county, um, whether it's for them primarily or whether it's just a vehicle for obviously you know getting England players through a system and then up into the top yeah. level. Um, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. the two don't always work hand in hand. Obviously, uh, among my own view as well was there was a perfectly good competition you know a 40 over competition (laughs) you know and and that is the trouble isn't it that if we're not careful that every year or two oh not a year or two but you know not so long um it gets changed again you know the 40 overs fitted into an afternoon there seemed to be a a, a family audience that uh, liked it and it worked with everything else going on their lives um and suddenly we had a change but uh that you know that is someone probably above my pay grade yeah, likewise. I, I, I agree. I think I think what we should always have is one eye open to, you know, is there a need to change? What's happening in the rest of the world? Who are we competing with? Is it just other sports? Is it other leisure activities? Um, is it things that aren't sports? Um, and and I, because I think the pace of change in the world, you know, whether it's driven by technology or or just, um, you know, kind of socioeconomic trends, whatever. The, the pace of change is very, very rapid. And, um, and I think that one of the great things about cricket is that it is flexible. And so, you know, that, uh, as I said before, that's why I'm keen to keep an open mind on all of this. Um, yes, I'd like to see the full research. I'd like it debated. Um, I'd like to make sure that the all the constituent interested parties uh, sort of consulted and, and have the opportunity to make their views known. Not, not just by bashing something out in a small number of words on Twitter, but um, in, a, in a considered way. And I think, you know, and I think we've already seen one or two, I think Chil Berry, you know, he wrote an article saying he was completely against the concept of the 100 until he played again. And then he realised, actually, from a recreational point of view, on a Tuesday or Wednesday night or whatever, it actually makes playing cricket potentially easier because it's shorter. Likewise, obviously, it makes it easier for the BBC or whoever to broadcast it at prime time of an evening in relation to the ProCon. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening. It's good to have your company for the Cricket Yorkshire podcast. The plan is to reveal lots more interviews and debates and what have you in the coming weeks. So if you enjoyed this one, do keep in touch on cricketyorkshire.com or obviously you can subscribe, I think, to Anchor. You can download the app from Anchor and then you'll be able to listen to the Cricket Yorkshire podcast on the move.